Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Media racism against Palestinians. Now, to anyone paying attention to Western media coverage since this current horror began, describing it as racist should not be a controversial statement. And that's before we even discuss how Palestinians have been discussed in the media over many decades of ethnic cleansing, occupation, apartheid, theft of land, illegal colonisation of the land, mass killings by the Israeli state, mass incarceration, torture, and so on. Now, I realise there has been a deliberate attempt to stop us using the word racist over many years, to claim that the word has become devalued and thrown around like confetti. That is a nonsense, and indeed we are being told to treat accusations of racism as being more outrageous than actual racism itself. But what we are talking about here is racism. Racism in the most precise possible use of the word, where the lives of some are treated as having inherently less worth because of their ethnicity. Now, I'm going to discuss a new study shortly about the US media, but first I just want to update you on a previous video I did on the BBC's racism. That's because I approached the BBC for comment about it, and the response, well, you'll see, is quite something. Now, a little recap. In the study that I quoted, um, it tracks BBC coverage in the first two months or so after the horrors of 7th of October. It found that despite there being far, far more Palestinian deaths in that period, and obviously there's been far more since, that wasn't reflected in the BBC's coverage or anything like it. Mentions of violent Palestinian deaths never received the attention of violent Israeli deaths. And then, from week after week, mentions of Palestinian violent deaths still have to keep competing with mentions of Israeli violent deaths, even though, of course, Israeli violent deaths were overwhelmingly on one day during the atrocities and war crimes committed against Israeli civilians, which I've always noted. And yet every single day brings a new mass slaughter of Palestinians. So that what that means is mentions per Palestinian deaths in BBC coverage are much, much, much lower than mentions in BBC coverage per Israeli death. Now, furthermore, the study also found humanising language like mother, granddaughter, uh, grandfather, son, and so on, was used far less for Palestinian deaths than Israeli deaths, even though, again, there are far more mothers, daughters, grandfathers, grandmothers, sons, and so on being killed. Now, they also found emotive language to describe Deaths like murder, massacre and slaughter were used repeatedly for Israeli deaths, but almost never for Palestinian deaths. And that includes, for example, those Palestinians of the West Bank being killed in ways entirely comparable to how Israelis were killed on the 7th of October. As I say, this is just straightforward racism. It really is. I mean, how else to describe it? Now, I approached the BBC and they said the following. Let me just read their statement. Throughout our reporting on the conflict, the BBC has made clear the devastating human cost to civilians living in Gaza and Israel. We will continue to give careful thought in how we do this. We welcome scrutiny and reflect on all feedback. The BBC is one of the few news organisations to have journalists inside Gaza, and they've provided on-the-ground reporting at considerable personal risk, including first-hand testimony and descriptions of what is happening. Our coverage of the conflict across all our platforms, TV and radio, as well as online, has included stories of Palestinian victims and testimony 
from civilians, doctors and aid workers. The algorithm does not provide insight into the context of the usage of particular words, either in relation to the attacks of 7th of October or the Israeli offensive in Gaza. We do not think coverage can be assessed solely by counting particular words used, particular words used, and do not believe this analysis demonstrates bias. What kind of answer is that? They haven't answered, which is what I asked them to do, why they have given far, far less attention, proportionately speaking, to Palestinian deaths than Israeli deaths. Key fundamental point, which they don't even bother to engage with um, and refuse to engage with. No one has said they've not given any space to stories of Palestinian victims as well as testimony from civilians, doctors and aid workers. I mean, that would be completely unhinged if they hadn't. What the study has shown here is they've given much less space proportionately, as I keep saying, to Palestinian deaths. And, and does stories of Palestinian victims include Palestinians who've lost loved ones in Gaza being treated with contempt, subjected to far more aggressive questioning um, from journalists and official Israeli representatives, hectored to denounce Hamas, even though they've got nothing to do with Hamas, one infamous example happened on Newsnight. I'm sure if you've watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Worth asking that question because that's just another example of racism. It's not just this. This is just one facet of racism in the coverage. Also, the fact they hide behind Palestinian journalists risking their lives in Gaza to deflect scrutiny of the BBC's racism is, in my view, actually pretty tawdry behaviour, to say the least. They then say the algorithm doesn't provide insight into the context um, of the use of certain words. What does that, I don't know, what does that mean? What are they talking about here? All they mean here is say when entire Palestinian bloodlines, uh, Palestinian bloodlines are wiped off the face of the earth where they're all civilians. Um, so for example, the entire families of a, of a journalist or of a, of a doctor or an aid worker, or when hospitals come into an Israeli attack and medics and patients are killed en masse, leading to the World Health Organization to describe Al-Shifa um, as uh, Al-Shifa Hospital as a death zone. They don't think massacre or massacred or slaughter or slaughtered are appropriate words, but they, but they do think those are appropriate words to describe horrors on October 7th. Why? Why is that then? What's the, what's the thinking? Now, they say they don't think coverage can be assessed solely by counting particular words. No one said that, obviously. Just, I mean, I'm just answering things which aren't claimed. That, you know, no one said it was the sole assessment. It's just a pretty big indicator. I mean, surely the BBC isn't saying the nature um, of coverage can't be assessed at all uh, by looking at certain words. Surely they think the nature of coverage can be assessed, at least in part, by the use of certain words. I mean, obviously. <laughs> if they don't, why wouldn't they? Does, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Clearly, you have to look at how words are used to understand the nature of coverage. I don't really think this needs really unpacking in this depth because it's just so obvious. Finally, they say that they do not believe this analysis demonstrates bias. Now, to quote Tim from The Office, oh, you've won the argument doing that, have you? Yeah, of course, that's won the argument. I mean... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What? Uh, the BBC have investigated themselves and come back and said, we're not biased, despite having far less relative coverage of Palestinian deaths, using far less humanising language for Palestinian deaths, and using far less emotive words to describe Palestinian deaths. I'll leave it with you, whether you're convinced by that. I would say it's just preposterous. Now, a new investigation by The Intercept has looked at US media outlets, specifically The New York Times, Washington Post and Los Angeles Times. These are supposed to be liberal publications, of course. Now, they conclude that these newspapers had paid little attention to the unprecedented impacts of Israel's siege and bombing campaign on both children and journalists in the Gaza Strip. Just like the BBC, the investigation found major newspapers in the US disproportionately emphasise Israeli deaths, used emotive language to describe the killing of Israelis, but not Palestinians, and offered lopsided coverage of anti-Semitic acts in the US while largely ignoring anti-Muslim racism. What this was was an open source analysis looking at the first six weeks of the conflict. So we're talking between the 7th of October and the 24th of November. So a slightly shorter time frame than the analysis of BBC coverage, but not by a huge amount. They looked at 1,000 articles from these newspapers in the US, and they found that for every Israeli deaths, Israelis are mentioned eight times, or a rate 16 times more per death than that of Palestinians. The study also found that mentions of Palestinians actually decline as the death toll of Palestinians increased. Like the BBC, extremely emotive terms were reserved almost exclusively for Israelis killed by Palestinians rather than the other way around. So, for example, slaughter, massacre, and horrific. The word slaughter was used by editors and reporters to describe the killing of Israelis versus Palestinians 60 to 1. Massacre was used to describe the killings of Israelis versus Palestinians 152 to 1. Horrific was used to describe the killing of Israelis versus Palestinians 36 to 4. They found only two headlines out of over 1,100 articles mentioned children, let's say relating to Gazan children, despite Israel's war on Gaza being perhaps, as they know, well, I mean, the deadliest war for children in modern history. There's little mention of the word children, despite thousands and thousands of children suffering violent deaths at the hands of Israeli bombs and bullets. There isn't even journalistic solidarity in this, by the way. Despite there being more journalists killed than in any other recorded conflict, there was little mention in headlines of the word journalists or equivalents, terms, reporters, photojournalists. In some, the main newspapers, concludes the Intercept study, rarely give the Palestinians humanising coverage. A previous study also found that on US cable news, it was even worse. By the middle of November, far, far more mentions of Israelis compared to Palestinians. Indeed, Israelis were mentioned approaching 100,000 times, Palestinians just 20,000, five times or so less. This is racism. It's very straightforward racism. It really is. It, what this does is warp public understanding of the horror, clearly. It reduces the scope for informed public outrage over the scale of mass slaughter, meaning less pressure on Western governments arming and supporting the Israeli offensive. Look, clearly, Palestinian deaths are treated as not having anywhere near the worth of an Israeli death. Israeli deaths should be treated extremely seriously. We should grant, obviously, every Israeli civilian the humanity that they've had, you know, the, they've suffered terrible violence and their humanity is something that we should always centre when we report on their deaths, as we should with Palestinians. But that hasn't happened. Now, this racism allows one of the great atrocities of our age to continue. Let's just end this with a report from Sky News in the UK, because it really is quite something. 
It's about Palestinian civilians being killed in the West Bank. Just have a listen. Uh, this happened at the border checkpoint. You can see a car going through and ramming some of the police uh, that were actually manning that checkpoint. Um, the, the, the video we're going to freeze shortly, um, but um, uh, the two people, there's a man and a woman in the car. Um, in the subsequent day, they were killed by the police, but it looks like accidentally a stray bullet found its way into the van ahead, and that killed a, a three or four-year-old young lady. So uh, tragic events in the West Bank. It's what do you say? It's like a dark, dark satire. A three or four-year-old is described as a young lady. Yeah, you see, there's usually a word we use in English language there. You might have heard of it. It's child. As for accidentally a stray bullet found its way into the van. What? What? How is this possible? How is this coverage possible? How are you all not up and outraged about this? All of us. They're taking the piss in a pretty disturbing way, I would say. Look, there are some other superb mainstream journalists out there. Given we're talking about Sky News, actually, I'd note their correspondent, Alex Crawford, is just dating facts and getting absolutely dogpiled by some of the worst people on earth. But it's clear that overall, the Western media has dehumanized Palestinians, treated their deaths with contempt, warped understanding about the reality of the current horror, and therefore made it more possible for Israel to get away with their crimes. That's why we all have a responsibility, to use our platforms to build alternatives, however big or small our platform happens to be, to get the truth out. Please like and subscribe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Subscribe. Do keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash show Share the video. I will speak to you soon.